Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number 101. Did 100 with Bowers and Jay Cavanaugh last week. This is 101 with a true privateer, Alex Nagy. Absolutely uh, gold this guy is, man. Uh, a lot of fun to talk to. And, uh, again, a true privateer sleeping in his van, putting things together, uh, doing what he can to make a living. Uh, absolutely uh, love this guy, and he stands for what a lot of true privateers are doing out in the pits. There's a lot of definitions of privateers, but uh, Nagy is one no matter how you want to cut it. Thanks to FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers. Factory Phil uh, Nicoletti, Factory slash Factory Yamaha Canada, Factory Phil, uh, uses FXR Racing, fxrracing.com, of course. Uh, Dakota's podiumed with it a few years ago. Uh, Josh Osby's running it as well. Henry Miller running FXR. Kyle Cunningham killed it at FXR, so... Uh, please check them out. Pulp 19, or I'm sorry, Pulp MX30 is the code to save at fxrracing.com. Uh, please check them out. They got a lot of cool stuff there. Thanks to the Race Tech guys as well. They are doing Negi suspension for straight rhythm. They uh, they did Ben LeMay stuff all year long. Michael Lessie up in Canada as well. Racetech.com. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Racetech.com. Uh, get your motor work done. Get suspension service. You know, give your bike some love. And uh, save some money while you do it at the folks at Racetech. We want to thank the Skosh guys as well. They're a family-owned and operated company since 1980. Their products are inspired by a passion for cool vehicles, amazing sounds, great outdoors, travel, motorsports, and more. Rockstar Husky using Skosh, of course. Big sponsors of that team. Pult 25 at checkout to save 25% off at skosh.com. Uh, I got one of these, these little boom bottle speaker things. They got a magnet on them. They got a bottle opener on them. Uh, they could be put anywhere. Uh, in your house, and they sound awesome. So please check them out. Uh, Namira Technologies, Pistons with an Attitude. Their industry-leading top-end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. No matter the budget, from the professional shops to the privateer garages, Namira has you and your wallet covered. They offer a full line of cast and forge pistons for every MX application you can think of. Visit your local dealer for more info, Namira.com as well. Maxxis Tires, MXST, used by AJ Cantonzaro, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Uh, MXSTs, they got great uh, UTV tires as well. So if you have a UTV, Maxxis crushes it in that. They got great mountain bike tires. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information from those guys. So thank to you people for listening. Thanks to Nagy for doing this and uh, love love topping this privateer. So let's get into the Team Pulp MX for Straight Rhythm, Alex Nagy. And now, as promised, a true privateer on the Privateer Island Show brought to you by, of course, uh, Race Tech and FXR Racing, presented by Skosh. Maxis and Namira Technologies, uh, again, uh, a real true privateer of the sport, and looking forward to supporting him, albeit from a different location, but supporting him at Red Bull Straight Rhythm. It's Alex Nagy. Nagy, what's up, man? How are you? Not much. Thanks for uh, having me on, and thanks for all the help with Straight Rhythm and everything. Yeah, no worries, man. Happy to happy to have you on. We had you on, I think, before Anaheim. Maybe it was the last time. I don't know if we caught up with you during the year, but... Um, yeah, definitely. Our listeners really, uh, really enjoy uh, hearing from you. As I said, uh, you know, I do this privateer podcast, uh, and thanks to all the guys that make it happen. There's definitely different levels of privateers, Nagy, but you are the privateer. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think as privateer as it can get at uh, right? at racing supercross, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it doesn't get much uh, gnarlier than sleeping in your van at the races and and everything else, and then. Sleeping in the van uh, in the preseason at the, at Milestone and all that stuff. So, um, I guess first up, uh, yeah, straight rhythm. So last year, obviously, Pulp MX, we had a big presence there with Cameron McAdoo. First it was A Ray, then he got hurt, then we grabbed McAdoo, and uh, and now you're going to be our guy at straight rhythm coming up uh, the first weekend in October. You got a YZ125. I guess let's let's start with why'd you want to do it? Why'd you want to uh, do straight rhythm? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. One of my friends had a YZ125 for the last two years, and I always told him that like whenever he was ready to get rid of it, I was his guy to buy it. And uh, finally, he got rid of it, and I was like, I, I rode it a little bit here and there, not too much, but I was like, man, this thing would be sweet to do up and, and try and do straight rhythm. And then I thought, and I was like, oh, it's a Yamaha too, so it matches the blue crew. I'm like, I need to, <laughs> I need to get Mathis on board and, and yeah. see if he'd be down for it. So I think it was at like uh, at Unadilla. I told Derek Rankin, and I'm like, I sent him a picture of him, like, hey, show Mathis this when he comes by. And yeah. uh, I think he he probably showed you it there. And then I talked with you at uh, Ironman, and everything got rolling from there. Yeah. Uh, what year is it? It is a 2006. 
So aluminum and, frame, uh, though. You got the aluminum frame on there. First year. Yep. yep. Alu- aluminum frame. I don't know the history of it too well as to, like, who previously owned it before my friend. But uh, it's definitely got a, a lot of ride time on it because the, the foot pegs were, like, pretty much angled down. Someone <laughs> rode it so much. But uh, weird stuff, though, with it. Like, it had a titanium uh, shock bolt, which was pretty weird. And yeah. I went to, like, it was completely loose. I went to tighten it, and it snapped off. And I was like, oh, look. There goes a fifteen dollar bolt. I yeah, I like didn't even tighten it at all. It's like, like how break? How does this rat of a bike have a tie shock bolt? Right? Yeah. So I thought that was pretty weird. And then uh, yeah, just like little stuff like there are two rotor bolts snapped off in the back. A rotor oh. bolt snapped off in the front. The, the two in the rear came out no problem, but the front one I just mangled getting it out. I broke it easy out in it. And oh jeez. Drilled it, and it was just a, like a three hour nightmare. But I got it out, and then I was like. Well, the front wheel bearings are blown too, so I was like, I should probably get a set of wheels, and I'm like, might as well just get a, a rear wheel too while I'm at it. So yeah. it kind of started small, and then um, pretty much now it should be like a like a new bike comes straight rather than do once you, Race Tech goes through it and works some magic. Uh, did you do you have much experience on 125s? Like uh, two strokes in general. Yeah, I mean, just like anyone else, I I grew up riding 65s and 85s, and then uh, my first few years i raced uh schoolboy i had two 2003 kx125 so i was real familiar oh, okay. with that bike yeah, yeah, yeah. i raced raced that at like daytona and stuff as an amateur and uh love that bike and then like my dad's got two k or three kx252 strokes and then i've got a 03 kx252 stroke and those bikes have always kind of been like whenever i was in between bikes or, or didn't have a bike or my bike yeah, yeah. broke i would ride those Dude, those, Not, uh, that 03-125, though, those are rattle traps, man. They fell apart quick, <laughs> the KXs. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely short-lived. The The 250s are, are pretty sweet, though. I like how they got the round rims. That's one of the, right. the key things of the 03 that's pretty <laughs> sweet that sticks out. So um, that's like my uh, that's probably my favorite year and era of bikes is like the 2003 Kawasaki's. Are, yeah. I think they're pretty sweet. Yeah, so, y- but, uh, Yogi won Phoenix on that year on a KX250 factory bike did he really yep yep, yep. um that's sweet guaranteed Nagy, you've taken these 250s out and hit the ramps with them 100 percent chance i have yes yeah yes. yeah absolutely <laughs> yep, the one's got a the one i've got an extra seat for that's cut down great for doing <laughs> no footed cans and whatever else i can try and do uh alex ray and i love to uh to make jokes about you prepping for the races on instagram and we're like hey, Nagy, yeah. Nagy's getting ready for uh hangtown and there's just some giant shot of you doing a ramp jump <laughs> We're like, Nagy's uh, practicing. Did you see that jump that I hit on the way out here in Canesville I put on Instagram? I don't think so, no. I was in Montreal. Maybe it, was I maybe in Montreal? I didn't see it. I'm not sure. It, it, you'll have to check out, though. It was a big jump. It was fifth gear. And uh, I checked <laughs> it out. It, it was in Canesville, Utah. I checked it out before uh, Vegas Supercross with my dad. And okay. we were, like, the only ones out there. This place, like, the middle of nowhere. You got no phone service. Closest hospital is, like, four hours away. And uh, this jump's been around since like the two, you know, like late '90s, early 2000s, and like I think Kerry Hart was the first one to hit it, or maybe I'm wrong. Oh, but here we go, guys. And I'm, I'm checking oh. Mike Jones and stuff. Oh, you just posted it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Yeah, I see it. So, oh, so it's an old school jump, like from back yeah. in the day. So uh, we checked it out, and I speed tested it, like. I I spent like a solid hour, maybe even more on it out there. And I'd, uh, I think I had a 52 tooth rear and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I just had a bad feeling about it. So I, I didn't do it and we left and, uh, pretty much ever since then, it's that jump has kept me up at night. So <laughs> when me and my girlfriend came out, I'm like, all right, we're going back there. Like, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to knock that thing out. Like it just, it needs to be done. So I went out there, and uh, there's this dude out there. His name's Andrew Carter, and uh, I'd seen video of him hitting it on Instagram. And I was like, hey, man, like, can you show me that jump? And he's like, yeah, no problem. I'll show you it. So uh, he went, and he was the only one of that group that, that hit it. And the first time he hit it, he overjumped it and landed into the chop. Like, it kind of oh, yeah. goes back up. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw that, and I was like, oh, man, like, like this thing's obviously pretty hard pretty tough to gauge so I, I followed him and then the next time around i just blasted it and the first few times i hit it like pretty much fourth gear everything the bike has and then i started hitting it in fifth it was a little bit easier to just do it in fifth so and i uh survived what to tell the tale what's the gap how big how what's the distance do you know i think it's 110 to the sweet spot but yep. you only have like 
probably 20 feet of like screw up space. If you case it, mm-hmm. you're going so fast, you're going to yep. get speed bucked and die. And right. then if you over jump it, it kind of goes back up into a hill and you're going <laughs> to probably end up dying that way too. Um, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, of course. So yeah, this is, this is Neggy life, everybody. Alex Neggy 509 on Instagram. <laughs> lot of, yep, yeah. lot of, lot of jumps, a lot out. of jumping, a lot of jumping. Um, yeah. I like it. No, I like it. Well, Hey, like speaking of jumps, like straight rhythm thing could be right up your alley. Yeah, exactly, and that's what uh, that's what I've always said every year. I saw it because like in uh, at supercrosses and stuff, I'm I'm great at throwing down one fast lap of qualifying, so that matches it up pretty good. And mm-hmm. then my strongest point is like rhythm sections and jumps and everything, and I'm I've never been the best in turn, so it's uh, hopefully it's like a match made in heaven for me, and I can <laughs> do do pretty good at it and, yeah. and get some fast times in. So. Yeah, uh, thanks to Jeremy Wallop, by the way, for getting you in. Appreciate that. You're gonna yeah. now you're running throwback Yamaha Troy graphics. You're gonna have pulp on there, of course. Why why Yamaha Troy? Just because it looks sick with the dragon. Yeah, I was uh, well when I got that Yamaha. Like a, you know, my whole life I've I've always been kind of like a, a Kawasaki fan and stuff. So I I never even owned a Yamaha before. That's the that's the first Yamaha I've ever even gotten. So I was I was looking back through the um, like through the old races and stuff. And I'm like, man, who could I, who could I do a, a retro thing as? And then I saw that, uh, Stefan Roncata ran at that in 2000 won the championship and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, that'd be sweet. And, and, uh, I've always thought Roncata was real cool. And he's, uh, part of the video game development at MX first ATV. Yeah. So every year when I go out to Phoenix, I usually hang out and talk with him like the whole time. And he's always super cool to me. And, uh, Believe it or not, Ron Cotta is like the Beaumont King from back in the day. I oh, is he? I didn't know not. this. I did not know this. But uh, he would tell me stories about him out there, and they, him and his friends would just go through tanks of fuel, you know, coming back, just, you know, praying that they had enough, <laughs> going on, you know, trail rides all around Beaumont. And uh, the one spot that I ride at quite a bit now, he actually told me about, and there's a jump out there that he told me about, and I'm pretty sure it's the one that he's talking about and i've looked at it a few times and it is nuts it's yeah, completely yeah. crazy uh-huh. you know like and I, I told him like man you hit that thing back in 99 or 2000 i'm like i don't think anyone's hit it since he's probably the only <laughs> guy that's done it <laughs> that's so. that's your a1 prep Nagy, right there that's it yeah yeah so i was like yeah ron is the guy like that's right that's totally it and then i've always thought the whole yamaha troy was was sweet whether it was when j-law was riding it with those graphics i think that Yep. That, that dragon through the years has been pretty cool. Even when it yeah. was Honda Troy, the, the dragon is just a, a sweet, yeah. sweet design. So, so yeah, that kind of made it an easy choice. Do we got to do we got to get you some retro gear too? Do we got to figure that out? Do we got to track it down? We're yeah, we're working on. Or uh, Jeremy from Red Bull was helping me work on it, but I think he, uh, I don't think he's found it yet. But there's a certain set of gear that um, Ron Cotta always wore. It was the blue and orange yeah. Yamaha gear. Yeah, Fox from yep. Uh, yep. yeah from 2000. And I've scanned Craigslist, Facebook, like eBay, everything, and uh, I can't even find any Fox gear from that era of time. So if, yeah, if anyone, anyone if anybody's listening, yeah, has that gear in size thirty or medium jersey, or maybe even plus a size minus a size, that would be sweet. So that, and if if I can't find it, I'm I'm probably just going to buy some Fox gear that looks as as close to it. Yeah, yeah, you so, can probably but, yeah get some stuff dialed in pretty good. Um, but running running the retro stuff though would definitely steal the deal, and make it look look legit. For yeah, sure. no, absolutely. FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. This is number one hundred and one. Alex Nagy. Um, yeah, thanks to uh, the guys at Guts got you dialed in with a seat, right? Yeah, that seat is sweet too. I, don't, I think you saw the uh, the post. I yeah. have an old phone. Like yep. that stuff probably had like three hundred hours on it. Looked like so. Uh, works connection <laughs> dialed you in. Start device. Yep. Perch. Yeah, works perch connection too? stuff is sweet. Yep. Yeah, perch, whole shot device, and a sweet uh, brick reservoir cap with pulp and max in it. Oh no way! Oh, they did one of those cool. too for you. Sweet, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, super cool. Thanks to the guys at Pivot Works, dial you in with all new bearings and everything. That's that's that that was key in that kind of bike. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. I ordered the, uh, I got the triple clamps from Ride Engineering, which are sweet. And uh, before I took them off, I was like, the steering was super notchy. And I'm like, <laughs> hopefully it's the bottom bearing or hopefully the head tube's bent because I'm like, I do not have the top bearing. So I took it apart and sure enough, it was the top bearing that was just fried with yeah. rust. So uh, my yeah. dad helped me hammer out the races and put the new 
all balls pivot work stuff in, which is sweet. Nice. And then, yeah, ride engineering. Adrian gave you a killer deal on a set of clamps. So thanks to those guys as well. Those clamps are super sweet, too. Yeah. Really nice quality. Race tech, dial you in with suspension settings. Uh, they were they were stoked to have for us to have a guy, and uh, uh, I, I think they'll probably get get you pretty close. They've done a lot of supercross work over the years, so yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited to have Race Tech doing my stuff. I had Race Tech do my stuff. I think it was uh, two years ago, like the pretty much my the whole time I've been pro. So it's mm-hmm. cool to be back with those guys doing a setup for me i can't wait to ride the bike and see how it is yeah i think they'll, they'll get it close plus that stuff is so good stock like it's it's a good platform stock obviously not your stuff because it'll be hammered but once it's once it's fresh the sss stuff you know so yeah for sure um who else am i missing what else am i missing who else stepped up uh, uh athena got me the oh, top end kit that's right you're running me. you're running a big boar athena yeah 144 nice nice so, like, once you once you finish this thing and you do straight with them, like, this is going to be an awesome bike to keep for you, you know, and just yeah, just have on yeah, you. One forty four will be will be tons of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to ride it at my house and hit all the jumps on it. So <laughs> that'll be sweet. Yeah. I, I rode it. I rode it a little bit before I left. Okay, and uh, the carb I couldn't get it to stop dripping, dripping gas. Yeah, I think the float needs to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. So. And I adjusted the float, and it's still leaking gas, so I finally just gave up on it. I was like, whatever. So I'd, I'd start it. Well, actually, you have to lean it to the right so the car will fill, and then because the bike won't start if you don't lean on its side. And then I'd uh, have the gas on, turn the gas off, ride it to the back, turn the gas back on, hit all the jumps, and turn the gas back off just because <laughs> it would just Jeez. empty the tank. But it had, like, I hit some of the smaller jumps, but there's a few where you really got to rely on the bike, like you're going to be yeah, wide yeah. open and it sometimes had a little bit of a bog that was unpredictable, so I was like, all right, I'll just well, I'll call that good. What are we going to do for straight rhythm with this carb? What are we going to do? I got a, uh, I actually bought an all-balls carb rebuild kit uh, before I left that hopefully Andrew's going to get dialed in for me. Okay, before all right, rhythm. yeah. So, so fingers crossed he can figure it out and get it get it all good. Honestly, for the for the bikes that I've built, I built three retro bikes, you know. Um, yeah. I just bought I, I just bought whole new carburetors. They're not that much money, and really, yeah. And I've just been like, screw it. Instead of rebuilding them, instead of you know these things. I mean, mine's not. We're talking mine bikes were from the late '80s, so they're quite a bit older. But I'm like, yeah, screw it. I just bought brand new carburetors. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably a lot easier. Yeah. So let me know if we need to dial you in on that. But um, yeah, we we might have to. We'll see. We'll see what Andrew says. Yeah. He can work his magic to get yeah. it figured out. Did you so. need some Michelins? Are we dialed in with tires, or did you need something? Uh, I'm going to be running Pirelli's. So okay, all right. I'm all right. good. No problem Thank on that. that. Uh, yeah, Pulp- uh, the Pulpamex empire of uh, partners, and we got a lot of them, is, is ready to step up and help you, Nagy. Whatever whatever we yeah, got to do. I think, uh, oh, Vortex. I think covered, Vortex, yeah, guys. Yeah, Vortex, that's right. Yeah, Vortex. They they got sweet blue sprocket that they gave me, and then uh, that chain is cool, too. It's like a black angle chain, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Never seen one like that before. So. Yeah, nice. Nice, Nagy. 125, going to take them down. Take, take, I'm gonna try, yeah. Take Cantonzaro down. Take, uh, I don't know who else is doing 125s. M- Morris is Morris doing 125s? I don't know. Who? Ryan uh, Morris. No, I don't think he is. Oh, I okay. think it's like Cantonzaro, uh, Robin, Mitchell Harrison. Oh, Jerry. Oh. Jerry might have been one of my guys. So it's gonna be pulp on pulp there when you beat him. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I was gonna maybe help Jerry, but he, he went a different way. So yeah, take him down, Nagy. Nice. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be tough to go against the KTM's with a with an older bike. I think I think the KTM is probably the best uh, two stroke one twenty five out there right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's still cool. You're doing it. Um, it's gonna be fun. You'll be good at it because that's what you do is jump. So you can scrub, you can hit jumps, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you'll be good at it. Um, yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm not gonna be there, man. I'm going to Cabo. I booked this trip. I didn't really think about the date of the, of the race, and, and Hammer, I don't think he's too happy with me, Hammer at Red Bull. Uh, I don't think he's too pumped with me, but I, I thought it was going to be after the Monster Cup. So I'm like, ah, I'm safe to book this trip, and then uh, then I'm not. So I'll be I'll be watching from Cabo. Yeah, it's a bummer you're not going to be there. Yeah, no, well. well. But uh, I'll, I'll hold it down for Thank pulp. you. Thank you. Thank you, dude. And, and please just, just be nice to the weirdo pulp fans that come up and yell pulp mechs at you. Of course, I'll yeah. be nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. No, no, it'll be it'll be good. So you're in Cali now. Yeah, yep. I actually, uh, me and my girlfriend just got out here. We left on Thursday night of last week, pretty late, and then uh, pr- 
pretty much, yeah, drove out here. I rode Caneville on Saturday, and then, uh, yeah, we drove the rest of the way. We've been, we slept in the van the last four days, so I finally got to my friend's apartment in Torrance, Evan. Shout out to him for letting us crash here. And, uh, yeah, it was good to finally take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, right? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah you, you... It, was, uh, it was, like, I'm, I'm pretty, like, van life is totally good in the winter, but, man, it sucks in the summer. I haven't been out to California in this time of year in a while. And, like, yeah, yeah. we slept uh, kind of by Ontario last night. And it was, like, I swear it was 95 degrees until, like, midnight. <laughs> and then inside the van with two people, it was, like, it was literally like sleeping in a sauna. Uh, if, if only I lived uh, in SoCal, you could you could crash here. But, oh, well. If you ever... I, when I was coming through Vegas, I was going to hit you up and see if you wanted to ride at Apex. And then I was, like, so tired. I was, like, ah, I'll, we'll just, we're, we're just going to pass through. Have and you I, ever ridden there? Yeah, I have. I went out with, the, you know, the Noof. You don't know the Noof guy, but he's a buddy of mine, Ryan Lockhart, a uh, Canadian pro guy. We went out there last year. I had the RMZ, and he took my 88 Yamaha, and we went out to Apex to go ride. And uh, it actually was better than I remembered. I hadn't been there for probably six or seven years. And we went out there, and I'm like, I'm like, there's some sweet sand bowl turns. Now, obviously, Nagy, yeah. I'm, I'm not hitting shit that you would hit, but I'm like, I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. I, I love that place. That's like that is a uh, um, that's like one of the one of the few last true free ride places where you can just show up and like no one cares what you do. You can just unload and ride. Yeah, so, yeah. Park I anywhere you want yeah, and just ride cool. off, ride off towards the sun, and you'll find. Hundreds and thousands of acres to go to go. Yeah, to go find did you uh, did you ride like kind of by the auction place where it's like dirt? Like it turns to more like uh, orangish brownish dirt. No, it's all, like hard pack. Like there's no, I don't track. think so. No. Yeah, that's like the good side of Apex. There's like the super desert sandy yep. rocky side of Apex, and yep. then there's that side is like that's well, prime for a dirt bike. I think I rode that side years ago. Wasn't there a little track up and down the hill a little bit, up and down some hills? There's a little whooped out. Yeah, and and there's a cutout in the cliffs that you can like jump across and jump down. That's probably the, yeah. the easiest thing you remember if you saw. No, I yeah, that, I don't remember the, that. I'm not jumping. That's that, the maybe. cool spot. But no. they, they, you used to be able to park it like there's a cul-de-sac by the auction place, and you oh. could like pull out and park in the dirt. Yes. And now they barricaded it off. Oh, you can't park there anymore. I did park there one time. Bummer. Yes, I did park there one time. Oh, so, so you can't do it anymore. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you got to park in a different spot. But that used to be like. That was the place to go for the longest time. Yeah, when I went so. there last time with Noof, like last year, we just hung a ride off the 15 and headed that way. <laughs> just like yep. yeah. off in the desert. Yeah, right there. Can't miss it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Alex Nagy on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast brought to you by Skosh, Namira, and uh, Maxis. I'm going to get you something from Skosh, Nagy, after this. I need your address and everything else to skosh.com. They're going to give you uh, a little Privateer prize pack from the guys at Skosh. Sweet. So. Uh, something that, something to do with audio stuff, I'm sure. And uh, uh, PulpMX30 is the code to use at FXRRacing.com. Pulp19 is the code to save at Racetech Suspension or Motors. Get the same suspension that Alex Nagy's using at uh, Straight Rhythm. Namira Technologies and Maxis, of course, as well. Um, all right, Nagy, let's talk a little bit uh, national-wise. How'd, how'd it go for you? What'd you think? How'd you, how'd you, how'd you do? Uh, it was... I ended it on a good note for sure. It kind of started out like my typical outdoor years usually do, where I'm kind of like... I don't know, like Supercross ends, and then I'm like, I don't ride too much outdoors going into it, and then I show up to the first outdoor and just get completely smoked, and then it's kind of like a wake up call, and I get myself together to like yeah, yeah. actually qualify at the end of the year. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I I was close to getting in at High Point, but didn't. Red Boat, I was close. I was like fourth in the LCQ and fell, and then uh, qualified good at Millville. And in that first moto at Millville, I was running like yeah. I think I was like up to seventeenth. I passed like four factory guys, and I was I was running it good. And then I just crashed down one of the hills pretty bad, and my bike leaked all the coolant out. And I was like, yeah, that's that's it for that moto. Yeah. So that yep. was kind of a bummer. But I had a a pretty good race going in that one. And then I won the LCQ at Unadilla, which was absolutely sweet. That's like it's that's always the best feeling I think there is is to win an LCQ outdoors. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, you're instantly in and it's like, I don't know. That's, that's yeah. probably my favorite part about doing outdoors is racing the <laughs> LCQ. And like, it sucks when you don't qualify, but man, is it awesome. But when you like you, pull it off and do it. You rode into it a couple ones in the times, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Millville, I was like, uh, Millville, I was like second out of B group, which I thought was going to put me a lot higher because we were we were out you were first, first and the track was pretty smooth. Yep. But uh, it's it put me like thirtieth, which was a little bit closer 
to being on the cut than I thought it was going to be, but mm-hmm. it was still good enough to get in. And then at uh, Ironman, I think I was 31 or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so 31st. Not, you're not always LCQ life. No, no, but, like, when you get in on, or at least for me, it feels like when I get on time in on times, it's like you don't even know what to do with yourself because you can just <laughs> hang out and, like, whereas when you do the LCQ, you're just stressed out the whole day and then, like, you do the LCQ no. and you're stoked, and then you got like five minutes to get ready for the moto. No, Nagy, that's a good so. thing to get in on, on the, in the in the fast thirty six. That's a good thing. I know it just doesn't. It's just not the same feeling of accomplishment, though. Like when you get on the LCQ, <laughs> you're just like you just like feel like you did it, you know? Right. So, so um, like, that was that was the highlight of my outdoors was winning the LCQ at Unadilla. Right. Right. You know? so. Um, no points scored, but close a couple times. Yeah, I think the closest yep. I was was I. I think I got twenty second or a twenty third, maybe a twenty third in the second moto, no little. Yeah, twenty third or twenty second. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, so um, yeah, that was the closest I was. Did you hit them all? Points. Did you make them all? No, no, no. The only ones I, I only did five. I only okay. did High Point, Redbud, Millville, Unadilla, Ironman, just the ones close to home, oh, okay. and then Unadilla. My dad's got family out there, and that's like my favorite track of the year. Yeah, it's, so. it's that 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 place is that place when it's not muddy is pretty sick. Yeah, it is like it is true motocross. That and Washougal, mm-hmm. and uh, but Washougal, of course, is so far. But, yep. but Unadilla is sweet because they didn't bring in any artificial soil. Like yeah. it's just like it's true motocross yep. elevation, like pretty natural jumps. So it's pretty cool. Did you do buds? Did you say or no? You didn't. I didn't do buds. No, but no. buds was buds was hard pack and slippery and dusty. It was very really? weird for a national. Like, you know, you're just not used I to seeing that. I watched it on TV, and it did not look like fun at all. No, no, it wasn't. I like the different variations of soil because we have too much of the yeah. same shit, I think. It, but but that one, It looked yeah. like it was kind of like an ice skating rink, and everyone was riding the outside rails, and they just blew out, and the track turned into just a mess. Yeah. That's what it looked like on TV. Yeah, so. pretty much. Uh, so what'd you do all summer when you weren't racing? Uh, Not too much. Just little stuff here and there. I actually like... Uh, when I wasn't racing, I was riding. I rode more this summer. I think, like, after High Point, I rode more this summer than I have probably any summer in the past. At, you know, at my house every day, I was just pounding out motos. And uh, it was it was pretty good because it actually showed because I went from, like, not being able to qualify or, mm-hmm. you know, like, do a practice to be, I was able to finish all 30-minute motos and, and get in at the last three. So yep. that was uh, that was pretty much my main focus after High Point. But, but like I said, like, Every year after Supercross, I'm so, like, <laughs> drained and spent after doing, you know, 17 races in a row. And then, like, I think I got it under control to be able to go to an outdoor and qualify. And then I show up and just get smoked. And it's, like, the wake-up call I needed yeah. probably, like, a month earlier, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. These things are really hard. Wait. I forgot about Yeah. It. It's, oh. it's kind of – it's it's like I, – I think I'd learned my lesson. But it's, like, every year, yeah. no one ever gets slower. Everyone gets faster. And, like, the tracks seem to get rougher. Right. And it, you know, so, every year it gets tougher and tougher. Let me ask you this. So, and this – you're a – you're a unique guy for this because, like, look, you're not you're not scoring any points. Your goal is to obviously, but for the most part, you're going to a national. You're spending two fifty to enter. You are uh, destroying your bike and you know driving all night, sleeping in your van, all that stuff that we love that you do because you're a full full privateer. Um, why are you doing it? Is it fun for you? Do you get frustrated? And again, I'm coming at this because uh, you know you're not a guy. Yeah, and, that's a you know that's a, that is an an excellent question. I think I even ask myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, I think it's because like like I just I love it. I think that um, like dirt bikes, riding dirt bikes, or racing dirt bikes, like it's the coolest thing ever. And everyone likes to complain about like this and that about everything. And it's like yeah no one's no one's forcing us to go race like at the end of the day we're all going to do it because we like to do it so um like when i went to uh high point that was like a 900 hundred dollar weekend for me that i you know paid out of pocket on my own and uh i made absolutely no money that weekend it sucked and i was like thinking in my head i'm like you've got to be kidding me like i just or it was eight or nine hundred bucks i blew between my license the entry fuel to get there my dad's mechanics band, Pro Six in my bike, like right, everything right. that goes into it. Yep. And uh, like afterwards, when I drove home from that one, I was like, "Man, like that—that that sucks." Like, what was I thinking? Like, I, you know, here I am thinking I can 
coast into a national and I show up and just get wrecked and, and pretty much lose everything. So then at that point, that was when I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to buckle down. And like, yeah. if I'm going to, like when I left high point, I was like, I'm done. Like I'm not even going to mm. do anymore because I'm. Oh really? Like, okay. So you were a little bit like not, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. Like if, if I can't at the end of the day, I got to be able to make it make, it's got to make sense for me to do it. And when I'm blowing 800 bucks on a weekend and I just lost all the money that I saved up from whatever, like, that doesn't, that's not making sense to me, yep. but, uh, no matter how much I love to do it, like that sucks. I don't, I don't care who you are, unless you're, you're rich and loaded, that, yeah. that's not gonna, yeah. that's not gonna cut it. But, um, well, the yeah, reason, so, yeah, the reason I asked is because like, like, let, let's be realistic here. You're not going to get a pro circuit ride. You're not going to get, you know, a star Yamaha ride. You are doing it for the love. And I have a lot of right. privateers on here that do like to complain about the conditions and the things that they have to go through. And I get it, and I'm sympathetic, and I was a privateer mechanic for a long time, so I understand that. But a guy like you, I mean, there is no need for you to go to Unadilla and go to High Point, but you do it. And I like that. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, but that's why I'm saying, like, why do you do it? And, and I get your answer. You love it. And and like uh, like you said, like some people are going for the factory rider, going for whatever. Yeah, and yeah. like my dream has always been is that I want to be able to make a living riding a dirt bike. So I don't care if I'm jumping ramp to ramp in a mall parking lot or having to hit some 300 foot jump out in the sand dunes. Like whatever I got to do to try and make money and make a living to be able to do. Yeah. Like like I said, at the end of the day, I love riding dirt bikes. I don't care if it's racing or riding what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what I want to be able to do with my life every day. And uh, the way that I'm doing it right now. Like I'm trying to, like I said, make a living riding mm-hmm. a dirt bike. That's why I'm sleeping in a van every night. That's why I'm cutting every corner financially is because like I'm making very minimal money and I'm trying to put as little money into it as I can to make as much money as I can. And that's, that's definitely not going to get me, like you said, to get me a pro circuit ride or, you know, even at this point, I'm still, you know, I haven't made a main in supercross, but it's like, I look at the people I'm up against and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's tough to, uh, it's tough to get down on it when, like I said, I, I know how much money that is going into it and yeah. it's very little, but I'm putting as much time and as much effort as I oh, can yeah. and everything trying to make up for it. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, you know, why do you do it? I think it just comes down to, I think it's right. sweet. Like my dad loves it. I love it. <laughs> my girlfriend likes because going to the races. Like it's, it's cool. What, you know, it's, it's what, what are, I like. What are you coming away from? after a trip to Unadilla in total money, like in, in, in purse uh, money? Well, let's see at, um, at the races this year, I was making about 500 bucks off of yeah. like, MX sports, MX sports purse payout. Yep. And, uh, that's like this now new for outdoors. You got to make sure you race that second moto. Cause if you don't, they're going to fill your spot with an alternate right. and get your money, Yep. which yep. is, I think the stupidest thing ever. And Do I don't, you, you don't like it at all. Why? I don't know. I like I don't it at all. I think, Okay. Someone, someone was asking me, I was like ninth in the LCQ at, L, at uh, High Point, mm-hmm. and I left and had them cut my transponder off, and they're like, oh, you got to go up as an alternate. And it's like, if, if you don't get in as an alternate in the first moto, like, you, you shouldn't be in the second moto because, uh, I don't know, like, once you, once you start the races, you affect the outcome of the second moto, even if you're not in it. And I don't know. I just okay. Think all right, fair I enough. Just think it's, I just think it's stupid. So I think if you qualified, you earned your money, that's your spot. Right, Maybe right. like them saying that they're going to fill LCQs with a guy to you know, at a Supercross because someone crashes and gets hurt in the heat, you know? I see so, your point in the fact like, okay, so your bike breaks and you don't have parts if, to if, fix it, then you lose that purse this, money and your bike's broken. Yeah, that happened to me at Ironman last year. And it happened to be a few years back too. I don't even know if they if they would do that back then for the second moto, but I went up anyways. And uh, yeah, I just pushed my bike to the line, like like whatever I had to do to get it to take off on the line. And then you just you know like you're going back. Yeah. Like I'm not. Yeah. Like I don't care. I'm not gonna let someone snake my two hundred bucks. For, <laughs> you know, like like let's, see, that's money that you earn. You know, yeah. see people all the time that don't show up for the second moto, and yep. it's like obviously the money doesn't mean you know right. obviously. They've got money coming from places I don't because yeah. I need that. I yeah, need no. that money. Um, well, yeah. So you, yeah, like you come home five hundred bucks, but you spend two fifty to race. Yeah, and to finish answering your question, which is pretty cool that I found out this year, is that uh, KTM pays contingency for outdoors, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I was going to ask so, you about that. Like, right. uh, yeah, there's uh, six hundred bucks KTM contingency. Nice, which is nice. Is that three hundred a moto, so, or what is that? 
Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure. It's just 600 around. 600 around. Okay. But you're, I yeah. think you're probably right. It's like 300. Yeah. Moto. Right. So, and that was that was something going into this that I didn't even know that 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 paid. Oh, so. dude, you should look at. But, uh, hey, for 2020, you should look at Cowie contingency. I believe it was awesome. That's what I heard, and like, like I'm sure you know, in Supercross, I'm a I'm a night show guy. Yeah. You know, to the end. Yeah. And uh, KTM doesn't pay on night no, shows. KTM, like Cowie, Cowie, which sucks. Cowie does. So. You got to look in the Cowie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And all of this, of course, you're sleeping in your van. You're driving back and forth from Missouri. All of this. Illinois. Illinois. Sorry. Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. All of this. Close enough. Yeah. Same spot. I knew you were from there, around yeah. there somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what you're doing, though. You're going back and forth from there. Yeah, back and forth, like uh, for all the outdoors. Yeah, we're back and forth, and, and yeah. uh, I don't know, like like with everything, I just I try and get as much of out of it as I can to you know mm-hmm. like enjoy the moment. Like like I said, even with driving out here. Like most people drive through all those places, like whether it be Vegas and mm-hmm. Apex and see all that stuff or Caneville and with me, it's like, yeah, I want to ride those places because, <laughs> you know, when two years, one year, or yeah. however long I keep doing it, once, once I'm done going out to California, like that part of my life is pretty much yeah. that ship has sailed and I'll never get that chance again. So it's like looking back on it, yeah. at least I can. One day I can I can be telling someone yeah I hit all that stuff out at Caneville whether they wow. want to believe it or not. <laughs> no, it's awesome, dude. It's 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 such a it's full of stories. You have so many stories. You have so much life experience. And I I was a mechanic for 13 years and drove a box van for I think eight of them across the, every race. And I have so many stories and I've been in so many places and and I've had so much fun that like I look back and I'm like I can't believe I did that. But on the other hand. It, it's given me such a life experience and you have the same thing, you know, that's awesome. Like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, uh, the, the highs of it definitely are, are the best. And then the lows of it completely suck at the time, but yes, once yes. you pass it, you look back on it and it's pretty entertaining right. and funny and makes for a really good story. Sleeping in your van with a hammock yeah. and race gas. Like a, yep, yeah, yeah. Well, other than the long-term effects that I'll have from sleeping with Pro Six when I hit fifty and can't remember my name or wake up every day and it's a new day. Yeah, exactly right. Um, is it is it way too early to talk twenty? Are you want to do Monster Cup? Are you going to try to do that? What, what? Uh, I sent the. I, I'm trying to do Monster Cup. Maybe you can help me get in for it. But I I emailed I think the person that I'm supposed to email about it, and they said I'm sixth on the waiting list. So I got to wait and find out. Okay, if I can do right. Monster Cup, but uh. Hopefully that means I'm good to go eventually. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right, right now I'm in a. Right now I'm like I'm anticipating doing it or planning on doing it, mm-hmm. but I guess I don't know until I get the green light right, that right. yeah I can do it. You're gonna so. drive out for it? Well, I'm already out here. Yeah. So oh, so you're gonna stay out? Here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna after uh, straight rhythm. I'll I'll probably stay out here until then. My girlfriend's gonna fly home the next day, but I don't have right. anywhere to be, so I might as well just stay out here until well, I figure out if I'm gonna well, come do it to, or not. Come up to Vegas. We'll go to Apex, bro. I'd be down. That yeah. sounds like that sounds good to me. Drive on up here. Um, is it way too early to talk about 2020 for you? Do you have any ideas? Uh, I don't know. Everyone asks me that all the time, and I tell them I don't know, and they think I'm like messing with them. But to be honest with you, like I really don't know what I'm doing until like it happens. And to tell you in a perfect world, what I want to do for 2020 it would be get new bikes. I don't care what brand they are, and then do all the all 17 Supercross rounds, whether that's half on. Uh, coast on a 250 and the rest on a 450 mm-hmm. i don't know but uh but yeah that's uh that's what i'm wanting to do now i think uh colin morrison with skivvy is supposed to do a team like he usually does that oh, yeah? i'll okay. hopefully be a part of and uh do that again colin's super cool he's dude he's had he's, my back he's a rad that. dude yeah great great guy yeah and then uh i'm sure i'll probably stick with my uh personal sponsor like you live that always gets my bikes and stuff so uh those two things will hopefully remain the same and then uh Everything else is always kind of up in the air as far as like yeah. what gear I'm going to wear, stuff like that. So well, let's let's get you some FXR if you want. I'll dial yeah, that in for I, you. I, yeah, that'd be sweet. I actually, uh, Brad, who went there, I'm I'm pretty good friends with. He right, he lives close to me, and we we ride right. together quite a bit. Brad's a really good dude, so I'm I'm pretty stoked to see that he yeah. moved there, which is cool. Um, are there still the money races and stuff in those Midwest areas? There used to be like back in the day. Are there still stuff like that or no? Uh, I mean, it's not like it used to be. I don't know. To be honest with you, I kind of just avoid the whole local scene. It's just, uh, bro, you can make some cash though. You could cherry pick and make some cash. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. (laughs) But that just turns into like a fist fight and a bunch of BS. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just (laughs) stay home and do my own thing. Uh, Like people, uh, I don't know, at local races and stuff like I'm going to race. Anytime you race someone like 
I don't know, like you're racing, like you're there to, to bang bars. Yeah. So like some, sometimes you're going to get taken out and other times you're going to take someone out and that's just the way it is. Right. You know? And right. it just, I don't know, like, like whether I'm, whether I'm racing someone at Supercross or someone there, like you're going to race them. You're going to do the, you're going you're to race them the same way. Yeah. yeah. And like I've, I've taken my fair share of getting, you know, cleaned out and you're laying on the ground, like trying to collect yourself. And I've, I've done my fair share of doing that to people. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, you give it and you take it and it, it sucks either way, but that's, that's how it, right. how it, how it rolls when so, you're racing. So, so that's caused so. you issues in the Midwest fair circuit is what you're saying. Yeah. So <laughs> that, and the yeah, it's just a, there's a whole bunch about it, but I don't yeah. really care to get into it. Yeah. So I, I'd rather, I'd rather stick to the OHV park and ride there. Right. Hit some, hit some, ga- hit some gaps, hit some ramps, that kind of stuff. Um, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life Podcast, Namira Technology. They're industry-leading top-end repair kits, offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. Thanks to Skosh, skosh.com. Use the code PULP25 at checkout to save 25% off at skosh.com. And Maxxis Tires, MXST Tires, used by AJ Cantanzaro uh, out there in uh, Supercross this year, qualifying making some main events. Uh, Developed by Jeremy McGrath. Thanks to those guys as well. And of course, FXR and uh, and Race Tech as well. Alex Nagy on the line, number one hundred and one in the series of Privateer Island podcast. Um, best best Supercross race for you this year, Nagy. Uh, let's see. I really have to think because, to be honest with you, once the season's over, I kind of just delete it from my memory. <laughs> but um, let's see. I'm thinking back. I think my best Supercross race, like finish wise, LCQ. <laughs> was probably Seattle. I think I got like a like a seventh or an eighth or something something around there. But um best uh best supercross race as far as like personal satisfaction. Yeah, just yeah, like, personal satisfaction. Yeah, getting in at A one. Nothing beats that. Right. For sure. Right. That's just like like the whole month of December, like the amount of work that goes into it and like sleep in the van and like some mornings you wake up and you're just like, why am I doing this to myself? And then to actually go and then like I get in and like I was on the bubble, I was 39. So the whole day was pretty, yep. pretty stressful. It wasn't smooth sound by any means, but as soon as like you lay down that heater and practice and then like, you think you're good and you look at the timesheet you're in, it's like, everything's, everything's good. Yeah. So I think, uh, so yeah, a one was sweet. I think at Oakland, I put a really good qualifying time. I think I topped, uh, Michelle was in my in C practice uh-huh. with me, yep. and I was able to get top of the top of the pole above Michelle in that last practice, if I remember correctly. Yeah, which was pretty sweet. Right. So, because at the time he was, well, he's like a he's podium two fifty races. So anytime, anytime yeah. someone like me can try and get ahead of someone like that, even if it's you know one qualifying lap, that's right. That's pretty cool. So, but uh, but yeah, how was the one, one, how was the line, bro? How was the line for you? How was it? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, uh, well, I managed to line up on the, oh yeah, that was another one. I was top of B practice in the mud at San Diego. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes. Uh, yep. A-Ray and I were texting each other. I think I took a photo of your number at the top and I texted it to A-Ray. Yeah. I was, uh, when I rode back, I thought I outed Brayton. I was, I went faster than Brayton, but then I realized I didn't. And then I heard he was hurt that night too. I think so. I was like, all right, that doesn't even count. But, uh, but yeah, and it was last lap of practice in the mud. I got the time in, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was going to be the night it was going to happen. I was going to make the main. And then, um, I was running like seventh on the first lap through, through that rhythm section and I cross rutted and just like hooked right. And as I was crashing, I think it was brief jumped over the top of me and like almost took my head off. It was pretty, Oh, pretty I remember gnarly. that. And, uh, yeah, he almost almost took my head off. It was close. Was that was in totally the right? That was in the right hander in that kind of tight section. Well, it was the the long rhythm that ran along the stadium, like the stands. It was the the longest rhythm on the track. Yeah. Okay. All right. Never mind then. That wasn't what I'm thinking of. All right. I was thinking of something else. Yeah. There's video of it. Someone got video of it. I'll just send right. you it. But yeah, I I totally <laughs> squirreled out, cut right, right yeah, yeah. into this lane, and luckily <laughs> I cut right so hard that I like scrubbed it, and right. it was flat, and he went right over the top of me. So. Yeah, I lined up on the outside for that one, and then in the LCQ, I had dead last gate pick, so I lined up on the far outside. So the water, so, wasn't, the water wasn't so bad. Yeah, the water, like my body was pretty solid, other than it, like a couple little things here and there. My bike was, it was pretty funny. I, uh, I flew home and uh, back to Illinois, and I left my bike at my step grandma's house in the garage, 
and I washed it with a garden hose before I left. And I was like in a hurry and <laughs> yeah, like yeah. washed it like good enough as I could in the dark with a garden hose, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I rode a different bike when I was in Illinois at Minneapolis, flew back. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, this thing looked like it came out of the bottom of the ocean. So I didn't even bother washing it again. I just put it back in the van and I drove to Dallas. And, like, Rankin was calling me and, like, uh, Factory TJ, too, were like, dude, you yeah. need to give me that bike. Like, we need to take it apart. We need to strip it down. Yeah, like, you're yeah. going to die. <laughs> and I'm like, it'll be fine. So I get to Dallas, and I unload it from the van, and I take it up to sound, you know? Oh, and the guy, I hold pull the clutch, and the guy goes to rev it. He revs it, and it turns their black carpet completely white. <laughs> like, blows all the lines, <laughs> all the dirt out of my bike, and just like literally paints their carpet white with dust oh, yeah. and uh you're like, you're like what what the dude looks at me and he's like is that the line from san diego i'm like yep and it was like i thought he was gonna put a hazmat suit on and clean it up he like brushed like broomed it off got rid of all of it and i was just like oh uh, yeah that sucks yeah but, uh, but so your body was yeah. okay but not nothing no rashes no none of that none yeah of that stuff yeah, I had like a small thing on my arm, and right. I still to this day have like this burn on my stomach. I think that is from it, like a little scar. But I re- I wear a chest protector under my gear, so like anything that like I'm getting my stomach gets rubbed by it as yeah. it is. But then right. that stuff added to it. So other than those two little things, I think I I think I got off pretty lucky compared to like some of the other people that were uh, saying what they were dealing with. Did you Did you take the five k? Oh yeah, like you said on that podcast, you know I took that five k. <laughs> oh, did I say that about you? I don't know. Yeah, you and you and A Ray, you were like, you know, you know, it was you or A Ray was like, you know, he took that five. Oh, you know, Nagy oh, took that five. Day. Nagy took that so fast. You're like, where do I sign? <laughs> I, uh, I was, uh, I like when they were calling about it. I was like, five grand, like holy smokes, like you know. And I, I rode that bike the rest of the year pretty much. I never even did anything to it, and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought the frame was going to snap in half, but it never did. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's all right. You know? Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. There I, was, I, I was laughing because, like, at Dallas, I was like, there's a slim chance the frame might snap and the hub might explode through the woods, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. But other than that, you know? I'm good. Yeah, I got 5K, so I'm good. Yeah. But, yeah, at, uh, at Minneapolis, they were, like, there was that whole meeting thing. Right. Yeah. And uh, that meeting thing, like, if, if there were ever a chance for – the sport to kind of change directions to where it needed to go. I think that was the time. And, uh, I don't think it went, I don't think it, it, it definitely didn't go how it, how it could have been. It's got to start. It's got to start. It can't start with the riders. You guys are too self-centered. You're, you're not organized. It's got to go with the teams. What it takes, what it takes is that what I, what I was, uh, what I tell people is like, uh, I think it was, you know, that, that Cooksey guy that yeah. does the, the, yeah. okay. So he came up to me at, uh, he came up to me at Houston and he was like, Hey man, like, yeah, like the sport couldn't do without you guys like this and that. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't agree with you at all. I'm like, I think you're completely wrong. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, they don't need us. I'm like, if, no. if you honestly think they need people like me and no. like Greco, like, like I'm talking <laughs> the true privateer, right, like, right. like they want a privateer like a Ray or Entic nap. Like that's the good, like poster boy story. Privateer. Yeah. Yep. And like people like me, we're just like bubblegum stuck to their shoe. I think they're waiting to scrape off. So I mean, wow. it's, they it's, need, uh, they, they need 22 guys. That's what they need. Right, and that's that's what I told him was, right. was like, well, what would they do without you guys? And I'm like, nothing. Look at tonight's format, and you'll answer. It'll answer your question. I'm like, yeah. All they need is 22 guys. I'm like, the rest of the 18 are just, you know, like like I said, like bubblegum stuck to their shoe. Yeah, so yeah. I if, hate, if, I hate uh, to say it, but if, yeah. if if me and the other 18 guys said, hey, we're not going to race, they would be like, like, okay, whatever. Well, you we know, we did like, that already. The Toronto one year, we had 21 guys that made that. that was and. There. Uh, what we would need for, like you were saying, it doesn't start with the riders. I think it does, but the problem is, is that we need the dudes like that make a real living and have a real impact on yeah. the sport to stand behind us, and they never will because no. it's their it's their bread and butter. Like those dudes are making, you think all those guys they're making over a hundred grand a year. Their family depends on the income and the paycheck. Why would they want to screw that up? Dude, they wouldn't. Hundred grand? What are you talking about? Yeah. Five million? Tomac and Rockstar well, are five million hey, a year. I'm, yeah. No, I'm talking like dudes that like maybe oh. maybe one day I could get a fifteenth in a, in a main and do that consistently, and I might be able to make a hundred grand a year. Yeah, yeah, right. Got, know, it, like, got it. Right. Yeah. I, of yeah. course, you know, I don't even. I'm not even talking about like 
course, those dudes are, are well, in the millions. But that's I'm, where I'm it starts. Like the but that's where it starts. The main event. And those guys yeah. are those guys do not care. Why would they rock the no. boat? They're great. They're making five million dollars well, a year. Well, and and this is this is another thing that I said was I was like. Well, when we got that five grand payout, like only the privateers got it. None of the top dudes supposedly got it. Or maybe I'm maybe I misunderstood it wrong. But from what I heard, that's how it worked. Yeah, is that true or no? No, yeah, I don't okay. think I don't think Roxanne so, and Tomac got it. Yeah, the teams didn't. get Right. It. Yeah. Well, I think that's total BS. Other than the fact of hey, maybe like maybe those dudes are getting other benefits that people like us aren't. Like maybe they get their entries free, or maybe they get this free and we don't. To where it's like like you know if. Uh, if if they were paying every if everyone was supposed to be getting five grand then everyone should have been getting five grand but those dudes didn't and they were cool with it so it's like yeah. I don't know I I thought that was kind of weird and and what I was telling people is it was like well if uh, if say Roxham won five grand or any Tomac won the five grand even though that's you know chump change to them I'm sure they could care less about it I would have backed them on it and been like yeah they deserve the five grand yeah. too yeah you know yep. whereas uh, you know like I would I would think it would be sweet if they would back us on it, but they never would because, like I said, it's their, no. it's their yeah. bread and butter, it's their yeah. income, which yeah. I totally understand, and it sucks, but that's the way it works. No, that's the way it works, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, those guys are some of those guys are friends of mine, but, yeah, they don't they don't care about Alex Nagy. You know what I mean? They're not going right. to rock the boat. Yeah, yeah they're not going to rock the boat right. o- yeah. over yeah. what they're and, doing, and, you know? And like I said, it's, I mean, they're they're living, you know, the, the super cross dream. They're making millions of dollars doing what I wish I could be doing, making yeah. millions of dollars. You know, they might, so, they might then, not, they might not hit sweet ramps though, like you do, Nagy. Yeah, they might not. Yeah, they do that. probably don't. No, they so, don't. They but don't. then again, why would you when you're making millions of dollars? <laughs> might as well just play it safe and enjoy all the money you got. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe you jump over all your money in the in the gap, put all your money in the gap but, and jump over it. But what I told Cooksey is, I told him I'm like, until guys like from Enticknap and from until the the group of Enticknap to Tomac are on board for that, nothing will change. And no. I say Enticknap because Enticknap is like, Enticknap in my in my mind is like the main event, like cut guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. So, I hear you. You know, like like A-Race consistently, like in the teens, but Enticknap's like, he's he's always, you know, in my mind, I yeah. always think of him in the main. No, yeah, he's so. he's bubble guy for sure. Absolutely. So, so. And he's, he's probably the guy making the most money that isn't, like you know, one of those guys, I'm sure. Are we counting so, his, or the most, the most marketable guy? Do we count his rap sales or no? I don't know if we're counting. I don't know. I, all, all I know is I remember I was like, I was in the back of the, my van was in the back of the pits at one of the races, or it, like every race, I'm in the back of the pits. Right. I have like ten people come up to me and ask me if I know where Entignap sparked at. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need to know, right there. That's it. Um, <clears throat> Well, hey, thanks, man. Thanks for doing the Race Tech Suspension FXR Racing Privateer Island Life podcast. Did we forget anything? Anything else you want to touch on, Nagy? Did, did we cover it all? Uh, I think, yeah, I think we got it all. Straight rhythm coming up for you, 2006 YZ125-144. Looking forward yep. to that. And the, uh, the 125 class there, I, I, like I said, I think it goes all the way to 150, so the yeah. 144, is, it's a fair game. No, no, yeah, so. you're good. It's it's You can ride 150 yeah. all day long. So um, Yeah, you know. make sure to put that out there. <laughs> no, yeah, I, no, and just like, and, and you know, in the um, in the 250 class, the, the they were running 300s last year. So, yeah, you know, yep. it's it's wide open. You can do whatever you want. So, um, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, good luck with that. Uh, Pulp MX is happy to support you. You're absolutely like I said, you are a privateer through and through, and we love the privateers. And um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're stoked to help you, man. That, 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 that's going to be awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it, and I, I appreciate you uh, you backing me on it. It's, it's cool cool to have you uh, care about it. Yeah, no, so. I do. Um, and uh, like I said, one of my favorite guys in the pits, the true privateer, Alex Nagy. Thanks for the time, bud. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, if anyone has that old fox gear, yeah. get a hold of me. Yeah, so we're looking for like – going to need it. Blue on the front, orange on the back. Uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta get that stuff going. Sweet, cool. Thanks, Nagy. All right, cool. Yep, thank you. See it.